Welcome back to the Marvel Movie Minute, a daily podcast which we disassemble a film from the Marvel Cinematic Universe in one-minute segments, and then examine it in obsessive and occasionally hilarious detail. I'm Kyle Olson from the Swashbuckling Ladies Debate Society podcast. Hey, and I'm Rob Cabosco, and Kyle... Yes, sir? Do you know what makes for a great F1 race car driver? I imagine that they'd have to have hands and feet? Okay, in addition to that, oh. and might I add, thanks to the great people at motorsport.tech, because <laughs> they had a great article about this, um, handling skills, engineering knowledge, interactions with your team, financing, talent, and luck. And you must be short. And they do. There is a limit, there obviously. There is a limit. Like, right, like jockeys, the there's only yes. a certain amount. This yeah. is correct. Fighter pilots, jockeys, race car drivers. Yep. Um, now, but here's some things I did not realize in an F1 car. And I know we're talking about cars of different ages and stuff. These are not mm-hmm. the most modern. Yeah. But here's something I didn't know. Do you know that the average F1 race car driver loses four pounds during the race? Whoa. Because the average temperature in an F1 cockpit is between 122 and 140 degrees Fahrenheit. Oh, so they sweat it out? Yes. Where does it go? It, exactly, right? <laughs> like, because Are they very, just continually moist? It, that's what it sounds like. Oh, wow. They should just they should just make those racing suits out of terry cloth. Well, I, well no, but I mean, obviously because of safety and yeah, of course. fire retardant fire materials retardant, and everything yeah. else. I mean, and for those of you who don't know, it's it's around 50 to like 63 degrees Celsius. So, I mean, super hot. Like, what? That's insane. Because it clearly doesn't have an air conditioner. Yeah. And yes, you're going very fast, but whoa, right? So there's that. Okay, second, you got reflexes. Now, this, mm. the reflexes that are needed, the average person, ordinary person has a reflex time, a reaction rate of 300 milliseconds. F1 formula racers, 100 milliseconds. Wow. Okay, that's better, right? Okay, and then I talked about, you know, interacting with your team. The race cars today have telemetry sensors that gather about one terabyte of data over the course of a race weekend. That means that when you're racing, it's not just you and the car just racing. You're you're hitting the gas and the brake and the steering wheel. Everyone else is monitoring fuel consumption, temperatures, tire wear. All of these things and all of that together is what creates a successful racing experience and a successful hmm. racing team. And gumption. Right. Well, and of course that. And you got to be crazy, too. A little <laughs> and bit. you got to be a little bit crazy. Nuts. Yeah. Now, can you imagine knowing all this? Mm-hmm. If right before the race, <laughs> someone came in, whoever that person may be, and said, yeah, yeah I'm going to drive the car. <laughs> <laughs> None of that. Sounds like a good idea. No. And we're going to talk about the reaction. My favorite, one of my favorite reactions in this entire movie <laughs> is from the, the original driver of this car. Yeah. <laughs> because here we are at minute 30 of Iron Man 2 from 2010, directed Mr. John Favreau. Uh, and we uh, have, we're reaching pretty near the, you'd think it'd be near the bottom of uh, Tony Stark's bottoming out, but oh no, there's more bottom to go. Uh, because he uh, but he starts the bit by looking into the mirror and dead into camera saying, got any other bad ideas? Which is a weird line, yes. but it does show a little bit of regret. Like, hey, maybe I'd just be kind of a jerk and doing really stupid stuff over the last couple of days. And also, I'm about to do something really stupid too. 
you know, so maybe it, it is showing a little bit of insight in terms of that. It's insight in that I think it I think it does acknowledge that he realizes that a lot of what he's been doing is a bad idea. Yeah. So I do like that. However, yep. it makes you think that again, what he's about to do, which was going to happen in the next second. Is that it was off the cuff, and it clearly was not off the cuff. It was not off the cuff. No, I, I do not believe that for a second. No, we, we've talked about this, and that you can see that in the one deleted scene that the whole this racetrack was was you know already in his computer in the workshop, and he walks in with Pepper, and he's like, "Look for the next twenty minutes," and indeed, in the next twenty minutes, stuff's about to happen. You're yeah. not going to be very happy. Please roll with it. This is part of that plan. So yeah, immediately cut from the thing, and so what what we're meant to assume is that Tony then sneaks out of the Hotel de Paris, uh, and then heads down, and then gets changed, and goes on to the track, because next time we see them, he's in a blue Stark jumpsuit, a racing suit, uh, on his way to visit his car on the track. Now, the big question is, why is the suit blue, and why is the car blue? And the answer is... Robert Downey Jr. When they were putting this up together, he specifically said, yeah, it should be blue. And uh, John Favreau was like, uh, Iron Man's thing is red and sometimes gold. The, shouldn't it be red? No, blue. Has to be blue. Needs to be blue. So we went, okay. Right. <laughs> Robert Downey Jr. took it really seriously. So he's like, all right, I guess we're making it blue. And so that's why it's blue. No really official explanation. Just that's what Robert Downey Jr. wanted. So this is these, blue. No, those are the kind of stories. We talked about this at the beginning of the movie. Show the commentary. The, the color problems in the Stark Expo logo that we mm-hmm. said. I really wonder if some days it's just like, hey, make those red. <laughs> some, you know what I mean? Yeah. And everyone goes, okay, hey, change yeah. it over to red. <laughs> so, so clearly, like you said, this had to be pretty because that is a tailored suit. Yeah. I mean, like that is like a like hundred percent. He brought that with him. Yes. You know, oh, or at no. least has a has a Stark device that can you know like generate it or, or whatever. No, and we're not um, even that far along yet. No, I don't think so. So I really oh. think this was actually a create, and he brought it with him, knowing full well this is what he was going to do. And this is what I was talking about before. This is this is the bucket list. Like right, you're going to exactly. die. Well, before I die, I'm going to drive a race car. Right. And so exactly. this is exactly what he's doing. He owns a race car. He's about to drive it. Right. Uh, but meanwhile, uh, back. In the Hotel Perry. Justin Hammer still having his quote unquote interview. I don't know, though I think it's falling apart rapidly uh, with Christine. Uh, so he's saying, uh, I love Tony Stark. He loves me. <laughs> We're not competitors. Him being out of the picture created tremendous opportunity for Hammer Industries, which is true. Right. The first part of the thing is totally wrong now either it's him trying to spin or he really is that delusional that he thinks that like oh no we're buddies we just like mess each other around and we you know say insulting things to each other him more than me but you know we're we're in it together <laughs> well again uh, but again no situational awareness here yeah I mean, exactly he's, like he's, he just doesn't get the social cues he's ejecting all that because yeah. he wants it to be in his reality now yeah we'll get that. Uh, but but that but the second part is true i mean like stark industries stepped down somebody had to step up and so hammer industries was there and it probably had been making quite a bit of money on the on the market because we've seen hammer tech is is out there it's still going even in the current uh, marvel avengers game there's a bunch of hammer tech in there so hammer industries is still going strong and hopefully we will see them. You're wearing the hammer. I'm wearing shirt. the hammer industry shirt. Yes, I am. <laughs> I still put out hope that we will see the return of Justin Hammer. Me too. Someday. 
Me too. It's long overdue. There's a couple characters that deserve to be uh, apparently featured. That's true. And since they're doing all of these television shows, why not? Marvel. Just FYI, just just as a free thing, just between me and you, everybody just steps aside. I'm just going to talk to Marvel for a minute. Hey, Marvel, how are you? So a while back, you uh, commissioned a War Machine script and never got used it. You know what would really handy right now? To make a War Machine Disney Plus series. And you know who the main antagonist should be? That's right. You have been listening. Justin Hammer. Fresh out of prison, newly reformed, and back on the prowl. <laughs> And now he has to work with Rhodey, who is still working for the the military. And so is Hammer. Strange bedfellows. Come on, it's right there. And think of all the uh, the villains you could throw in, all the tech villains you haven't had a chance to, to deal with yet. Come on, Marvel, it's right there waiting for you. Do you know what I would take? We love you. Not, not only would I take that. Yes. I, I would take Sam Rockwell in an animated episode of What If... And I can't believe I talk about Ooh. what if so much when we haven't even seen a yeah. single episode no. of it yet. We've but seen like one hopeful. three minute trailer and that was it. Here's what I want. I want to see an episode of what if where at this event, a horrible accident happens, taking out two people, <gasps> a grounds crew member and Tony Stark. Oh, and Justin Hammer becomes Iron Man. Okay. I don't know. I'd, I'd be interested to see how things would develop from there. I can imagine like Hammer in, in a suit, Hammer, like I mean, taking having to do funny. the events of Iron Man three or yes. or even uh, Avengers Infinity War. And what if he falls in love with Pepper? And then there's a whole <gasps> thing like, oh and then Adrich Killian shows up, and oh, oh man, <laughs> wow, yeah. I mean, there's a. Uh, I'm not gonna go. <laughs> Hammer Stark. They as they Hammer merge the two companies together. <laughs> Or just uh, stammer. <laughs> Ooh, you know what? I bet you. I bet you. There's a. I bet you. There's fanfic of stammer. Oh my god! <laughs> all right. We. Why did we? Why are we uh, going through these little loots? Because I got to tell you, people. There's not a whole lot more to this no. minute. <laughs> no, there's really not a whole lot going on. Um, so, uh, so then we cut to Tony, and Tony's on the track, and so then now we see Hammer and Christine are looking up, and as this news conference is like, there's big news, there's breaking news here at the historic Grand Prix. Uh, Tony Stark is going to drive the car. He says, what's the use of having and owning a race car if you don't drive it? <laughs> and all of a sudden, it's like, he's going to what? Yeah. Well, and you, uh, got, and you got the payoff of the scene earlier that we talked about where, yeah. you know, where Justin's like, dude, you're all just like us. You're just a rich guy with a fancy car. Yeah. Now here's the moment where he's like, oh, God. And I love this knowing. Well, first of all, I mean, just the whole thing between the, the character of Christine Everhart and Justin Hammer. She's once he's on the screen and this TV is behind Justin Hammer. Yeah. She's just looking at it. Justin Hammer's, you know, babbling about all this stuff about yeah. him and Tony being friends. She's just looking at the screen. Yeah. He finally, and another moment of Justin Hammer getting the message a little delayed, turns around, is like, what's the deal? Right? He does it again. Yeah. His character does the 180 again, hits it, sees what's happening, and comes back. And you could tell he's kind of he's this puppy dog that is uh -huh. like. I'm trying. I'm trying to do everything I can, but good God, Anthony, give me a break. 
Like, oh, and and Christine is a good journalist. She's seen the bigger story. Oh, like, yeah. nobody's gonna be talking about Hammer being there. They're gonna be talking about this, and so I need to get in on that. Um, so we see then you like you talked about earlier on. Um, we see the drive, the actual driver. So can you imagine this this poor guy? Like, <laughs> like you had to work and work and work and race all the way up and win in order to become the racer for Stark. Like this is his. This is this is what he does. This is what his job is. This is what he loves. He gets to, now. He's getting to race in the historic Grand Prix. And then the guy whose name is on the car shows up and goes, "Yeah, yeah, no, no. Uh, I, I'm gonna do this one. You can just sit it out." Oh, you kidding me? It's worse than that because if you watch that clip. Because you focus on the on the guy throwing the helmet down, right? Yeah. No, Tony gives him the go away <laughs> with his hand, like uh, the shoe, yeah. shoe little bird, shoe employee. Oh, come on! Yeah. So the Richard Branson shows up and wants to fly the plane. Like, yes, come on. Elon Musk comes. In. You know Elon's yeah. going to do this. He's going to pull this one day. He's going to show up and he's like, "All right, one of you get out of the rocket." <laughs> <laughs> I'm taking this one go. up. Uh, <laughs> what do you mean? No, I mean, this is just really, fr- I mean, you can totally sense the frustration. And then when you learn about what it takes to actually drive one of those cars. Yeah. Dude. You- yeah. This is a terrible, terrible idea. Terrible idea. But there's no way it's going to end badly. Well, no, because I mean, Tony Stark is smart. Yeah. Because Tony Stark, yeah, I mean, you know, what are the odds? And it's, and it's the one, you know, I'm going to tell you this. I've read a few articles, articles about this, this, this particular race. It's not the hardest of like the Grand Prix because they've actually in the last couple of years, they've actually moved all the barriers farther apart, apparently. Oh. And so the winding turns, like I guess there's an area by a swimming pool and like everyone oh. talks about it. It's changed quite a bit in that most people are like, yeah, I mean, you still have to have a lot of, of training and understanding, but Tony probably could pull this off. Hmm. As long as there's nobody there to thwart him directly. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, the security here in Monaco is pretty tight. I mean, then somebody could just like walk onto the track. Nobody's I mean, doing that. No, Not here. Pepper has uh, nothing to be worried about. No. So, so as the sign, as, as the uh, the list comes up of all the racers, there's a couple of. Uh, Nods that we put in here, as you can tell. Um, uh, they say Locke is one of the, the drivers here. That probably is Chris Locke because he donated a bunch of the cars. So, like, a bunch oh. of the cars you see are actually owned by him. So, it's probably a nice way of paying him back. Uh, and then Chapman is probably a reference to Colin Chapman, who's an F1 team manager. Oh, uh, that, okay. that was the only ones that I could find. Uh, not sure. But speaking of Pepper, uh, so Tony, you've had this fantastic table and got it all in the corner, and there's Pepper all by herself, just sitting there, like. So, anyone coming to <laughs> just cool. sitting here by myself? Uh, Not just got off the plane. Uh, what's happened? I haven't even checked into the hotel room yet. Uh, uh, so then she sees the report of what's going. On. Tony's about to drive the F1 car, which is super dangerous. Uh, and so she says, Natalie, did you know about this? And Natalie says, this is the first that I've known of it, which is odd phrasing and probably a lie. Like, <laughs> of anybody on this crew who knew this was going to happen, probably that, Natalie. And that statement maybe is, happy. Right. That statement is true. If by I, you mean the character that I'm currently portraying, uh-huh. try to infiltral, infiltral, infiltrate <laughs> yeah. your business. And uh, if you mean by new, uh, knowing that I didn't know when it was going to happen in the last two minutes, then yes, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> you did not know. 
No. So, even the yeah. way, the whole way, in fact, even that Pepper responds with, I mean, Pepper immediately goes into crisis mode, right? Yes. Immediately. But I also love the fact that she's in this table by herself alone. She then just is like, Natalie, Natalie was like three steps away from her because yes. she literally enters the shot immediately. Uh-huh. It it gives you that impression. Like there's no there's she no knew. hesitation. Like, as soon as she it's knew. like she's like she's like she knows she's gonna ask for it. Because if you're a personal assistant, the one thing you know is where your person is. Right, exactly. And so as soon as he left there, she'd have known. Right. Even even if she wasn't Black Widow, just the person doing a job, she probably would have been standing outside the bathroom waiting to come in. Like she probably would have helped him out the side. Like she a hundred percent knew what well, was going and on. Is is it safe to assume that there are eyes on him? Oh, I would imagine. I mean, there's he's other... got to have more than just happy. Yeah. Well, I mean, no, but I mean, there's other Shield people there that I'm assuming. Oh, yeah. We that guess. are in control of the whole situation. So, yeah. I mean, well, maybe we'll see. Well, but at least. There. At least Tony, at least observing Tony, yes, observing. I would assume that that's the case. Yeah. Uh, so the the uh, she said Pepper says this absolutely cannot happen. Oh, so she said, I'm sorry. She says this cannot happen. And Natalie says absolutely. I understand. How can I help you? <laughs> and then and then Pepper in a really weird in a weird response goes get, get happy. Yeah. <laughs> What's Happy going to do? Uh, he's waiting outside because we didn't see him actually come through. Actually, He's behind the camera. Oh, I mean, uh, no, that's John Favreau. Uh, happy is... Uh, nice. She says, okay, I'll get him. I'll, I need him. Uh, and so Natalie, right away, so she exits to go and do this. So meanwhile, then, Justin Hammer is still trying to salvage this interview. So he's, like, realizing that it's slipping away from him oh, as he gone. watches that he she is... Christine is 100% like, there's the news story. Right. Uh, and so he's trying to, like, uh, where was I? Uh, let me see. So he's like, um, uh, I, uh, uh, where, uh, Tony said, oh, we're not competitive. You know what I mean? <laughs> and Christine's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, like, she's already checked out. She's already gone. And that, that is actually where the minute comes to an end. Did you not like um, with Pepper and, and uh, Natalie when she goes, go get happy? Wouldn't mm-hmm. it have been funny if Natalie was like, well, I, ooh, do you think he'll be okay with that? <laughs> she should have left. <laughs> but no, it's the urgency no. of the whole thing. It's fine. Yeah. That would have been, it's, we've already had some silly humor in the last few minutes. Yeah, exactly. Wow. I wonder what's, well, I mean, if he wins, so if he wins the race, hmm. that's kind of ridiculous, right? I mean, yeah. what's the worst that could happen? <laughs> Well, as long as they have uh, strict track control, I think everything's going to turn out great. Because if there's one thing we know about Iron Man 2, it's everything turns out great. From it's not like he's racing. Characters like to, to audience. What if everything's going to be up? great. Maybe Mater will mess this up. Like, <laughs> amazing, like, mishmash of Tony Stark in the race with Lightning McQueen. and You hurt your what? Yeah. Yeah. Well, look, we got you through. We got you through the five minutes yes, we that you were, the, you were fearing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Man, it's been a slog. Uh, so, uh, if 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 anybody else feels the same way or just wants to commiserate me on on the the feeling I have, you can do so over on our Facebook group because we have a group dedicated just for this. Not just posting randomly. No, no, we have a secret place where we can gather to talk about these things. It's called. The Marvel Movie Minute and Next Real Film Podcast Executive Lounge. It's kind of like a corner table. Yeah, it's a, it's a corner table on the internet. 
but you won't be alone. No, I don't. Think it'll so. be us and you. And like we, like Tony abandoned Pepper, we would never abandon you there. No, except so. for now. There's other places where I chill. I do like bail. Like I think we've talked about. Oh it. yes, yeah. But not Facebook. No, no. <laughs> Not 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 in the, not the lounge. I think you mean. We bail on Facebook, but we never bail on the lounge. I mean, it's all complicated these days, everybody. Come but you know what's not complicated is the URL to get there because oh. it's Facebook.com/slash/groups/slash/the/next-real. Ask for membership because we're trying to keep out the bots and the weirdos. As long as you're neither of those, you're welcome at our corner table anytime. Maybe we should change uh, it to the Marvel Movie Minute corner table. Oh, the quarter table! <laughs> They're not going to, no one's going to approve that. Nobody. So, uh, Tony Stark's mild, calm stroll around the block, his uh, his easy Sunday drive uh, begins in minute 31, and you don't want to miss the uneventful ride he takes as he takes one lap and then gives up, because I'm sure nothing terrible is going to happen. Nothing. Nothing. Make sure you don't miss it. Enough said. Bye. Bye.